Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Moving like a big shot. Zig, my man, what's happening? Oh, I guess we should do the intro. Get your flippers ready. I feel like we just need to do like a preamble for a little bit. Oh, like, okay. we're, I, I feel like we're not quite <laughs> ready to rock quite yet. Quite ready to roll yet. Yeah, I feel you. I haven't even. Like, our, we just dropped the B-Sides episode. You know how we got B-Sides material? Like <laughs> doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like doing this. I told you, man, this shit. It's a go. Now let's talk about Eminem. Shit. Shit. That's how you want to get this episode started? No. (laughs) No. It is not. I'm just, did you see he dropped his list of uh, top 10? Or was it top 10 or was it top five? Hold on. Eminem. All I know is that him and Dre stood next to a burned down house with a handful of gas <laughs> and a handful of matches. It still work found out. Right here? From here on out, Mr. Chronic 2. Tomorrow's a day. Tomorrow's a new. I know Redman. Slim Shady. Hotter than a set of twin babies. In a Mercedes Benz with the windows up and the tent goes up to the mid 80s. Call them men ladies. Sorry, Doc, but I've been crazy. It's okay. Go with him, Haley. It's no way that you can say. Fuck, I missed the line. It's okay, go with him, Haley. No, what'd he say? Okay, so da, 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 Eminem, Eminem, Eminem responded to a tweet from YouTuber No Life Shack asking who's the greatest rapper of all time. Eminem said in no particular order, Lil Wayne, Tupac, Royce the Five Nine, Jay-Z, Redman, Tretch from Naughty by Nature, Cool G Rap, Notorious B.I.G., and King Crooked. Well then. AKA Crooked Eye. That's that's a lot of out of left fielders. No, it's not. Because I've been saying from the fucking jump, every time- I love how it's like, like it's, people always have like Redman higher than the other members of, like he's not an official member of the Wu-Tang Clan, Clan. but, but. Like, but that's because Redman used to be, not used to be, Redman still kind of is a fucking beast, yo. Like, he's a goofy-ass dude, but when he wants to get busy, he's like he like a Wu-Tang style Buster Rhymes. Yeah. 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 He definitely, I feel like Redman would have fit more in D12. He may not, he's not animated like, say, uh, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> hey, hey. I definitely feel like, Redman would have fit more in D12 than he would have in Wu-Tang Clan, though. Reggie, I mean, because yeah, if I you think you. about it, everybody in D12 has an alternate, like, personality. Like, Eminem, Slim Shady. Well, Eminem's got three. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Marshall Mathers. But that's, like, I don't count Marshall's. Though. I'm just I feel Marshall like, Mathers. I feel like Eminem, okay, let's, let's do this. So, Marshall is trapped in my closet. When he does shit like trapped in, or cleaning out my closet, cleaning out my closet, my bad. I got that in R. Kelly track mix. <laughs> yeah, when he does shit like cleaning out my closet, that's Marshall. When he does shit like the my, real Slim Shady. Well, yeah, that's Slim Shady. But when he does shit like music to get murdered by, that's Eminem. Like, mm, when, nah, I say crazy one is Slim Shady. Like Bonnie and Clyde '96, that's Slim, Slim Shady. Shady. Yeah, like, no, but like. Go the to- way I am is Eminem. Mm, I feel like that's Marshall. No, I feel like, like, 
cleaning out your closet. Um, I mean, clearly like Mockingbird when I'm yeah. gone. And then yeah. like another, yeah. a deep cut one that I really love, Deja Vu off of Relapse. Mm, okay, yeah. 3 a.m. in the morning? 3 a.m. in the morning. I put my key in the door in. This body's laying all over the floor is that slim I don't know how they got it? there. I must have killed them. Is that slim or is that it? I feel like that's more that's, slim than him. That's him after he woke up mm. from mm. being slim. Okay, okay. So we're both in agreement that when it's time to get busy, that's Eminem, like, hands down. Like, when he was dissing fucking Ja Rule and Benzino and all them, Like, if he's flexing as an MC, yeah. he's Eminem. Exactly. If he's okay. being psychotic or, like, a jester, he's Slim Shady. Yeah. If he's talking about his life and being introspective, yeah, that's Marshall. That's fair. But back to this. <laughs> so, he named Royce who I have said every time we have this discussion. That doesn't just surprise me that he named Royce. Royce is, cause Royce is M, super but underrated. black. And super entirely underrated. super underrated. And so is Crooked Eye, to be completely honest with you. Like, there's a reason Crooked Eye is one of the founding members of Slaughterhouse. Look, <laughs> you know, Joe Budden and M may not get along too much right now, but it, who was it? Joe Budden. Eminem dropped Royce. this track on Budden today. <laughs> Again. <laughs> That's because they do not like each other. No. no, and Budden is actually the reason why we never got another uh, which Slaughterhouse album. <laughs> which sucks because Joe Budden's whole rap career has been so fucking disappointing, son. Joe <laughs> Budden is sitting there right now looking at Bill Simmons and Joe Rogan, yep. and he's just like, yes, yeah, Spotify, give me this bag. <laughs> you know, Joe Button is probably listening. We've said his name enough times that he's probably listening to this podcast. Yo. Shout out to Joe Button, you problematic motherfucker. You yep. <laughs> keep being angry, keep being loud. <laughs> keep being problematic, yep. <laughs> Joe. He's like Black Howard Stern. Ooh, ooh, I was gonna give that to Charlemagne, but. Ooh, nope, you're right. <laughs> Damn, if Charlemagne is Black Howard Stern, then does that make Joe Budden Black Jerry Springer? This makes him Black Mike Francesa. God. Oh, God, like the rap Mike Francesa? No, like the sports guy in New York Mike Francesa. No, that's what I mean, but Joe Budden, so we're saying that Joe Budden is to rap. Hey. Yeah, what Joe Budden is to rap is what Mike Francesa is to sports. <laughs> Tyson, Kellen, and Falcon, we're gonna get those Prince pictures out to you. They're they're on their way. Yeah, we, they're on their way. We some technical difficulties happen. Office Depot sucks. Fuck Office Depot. <laughs> I put in my order right, and they're like, you have to put it into the kiosk. It's an 11 minute wait. I'm looking, and there's nobody there. The one guy is standing there, literally just like holding one copy of the sheet, like, and. <laughs> I walk around the store and I end up buying a computer chair waiting for this 11 minute thing. I Jesus needed, Christ. I needed the computer chair. So I mean like the whole scheme you of went, Office Depot clearly worked. You went to print out a picture and you left And I left with the chair. And no pictures. No, I paid for the pictures. They forgot to put them in the freaking bag because you know, they were wondering why I had an 11 minute wait and they couldn't figure out how for me to print out my pictures. I was just like, yo, I have this hard drive. Can I just plug it in and print out the pictures? 
and then the other person had to go and look to see if there was the chair. They didn't have the chair, and I was like, can I get the one on the floor? And they're like, fine. And then they started to do all the paperwork. Did you at least get it for cheap? Because it was a floor model. Please tell me you got a discount on the floor model because they didn't have the one you... I didn't. God damn it. Do we have I to tried. go back? I tried. Do we have to go back? We're going to go back. I tried. Together. I tried. I couldn't. I didn't care. It's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Don't care. Respect. It's really comfortable. Respect. All right. So I just want to point out that in one of the most liberal cities in America, Seattle, there is a bunch of white anarchists. You say that. Occupying the Capitol House. And it's now devolved into anarchy. And they... They chose to name it the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Or Chaz. What the fuck, Seattle? So, you say that, right? And yes, Seattle, you know, places in that area are, in the Northwest, are fairly progressive. Like, Oregon, you know, it's got Portland yeah. and everything. But... But did you know that it was, and y'all fact check me, go ahead, we have fun with these things. Fact check me if you want. But there were only two states, if my recollection is correct, in the union that it was ever actually illegal for black people to be in. Like it was illegal to be black in those states. It was only two states. One of them is Washington State. And the other one is Oregon. <laughs> the only two states in the union it was ever actually illegal to be black. <laughs> I feel like the streets Oregon of and Washington kind of just get like runoff from Canada and like Canada's chill. You think? And like Canada's just like, you yeah, we're, we're good. And it's just kind of like runoff. You would think. Into Seattle and Portland. But. <laughs> Once again, have you ever heard of a thing called the Northwest Imperative? Yes, I have heard of the Northwest Imperative. Have you ever heard of a little group called the Order? Yeah, if they go with the Northwest Imperative, yes. Yeah. All right, let's for, keep this one short for all, so I'm we just can gonna, go in on Chaz. I'm just going to say, for everybody Chaz. listening. I'm just going to say Chaz. Who doesn't know. Sink in. It's called Chaz. We'll get into it. But I just want to let everybody know whose whose wheelhouses are turning. I can I can hear the gear is cranking right now. Just go look it up. Go look up the Northwest Imperative. Go look up the order. And then get back to me. Tweet at us. Let us know. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Tell us what you're rocking with. So we can grow and keep y'all coming back. Does it float? Does it float? Oh, oh, the Northwest Imperative is floating. All right. <laughs> All right. So tell me about Chaz. So from what I'm hearing, they can't even do anarchy right. You say that. Right. But the smear campaign that is going on against Antifa right now is so good. It's not even funny. Like, if you're saying it, Antifa almost sounds like an anime villain. <laughs> That's the way they made it seem, right? They made it seem like Antifa is just this hogwash group of fucking ragtag millennials that put on Guy Fox masks. Also, they're probably Gen Z. 
<laughs> it's a lot of see we said that last time and shout out to gen z because y'all are out there kicking ass right now but i thought about it after we got done that episode and we are doing a lot of fucking discredit to our goddamn generation yeah our, our, there's our a generation lot of, has also got so much self-imposed but you know, there's self-degradation a, that it's just but there's a lot of fucking millennials out there too right now yo there's a lot of fucking millennials, millennials. Like, we're still awesome. Yo, we just got to climb that mountain, dog. That's why I said Gen Z woke us up, because we were hurt. We were hurt, man. Like, fucking student loan debt and the 2008 financial crisis. And we witnessed the death of Michael Jackson, <laughs> the death of Prince, fucking XXX Tentacion out. Like, <laughs> Mac Miller, dog. <laughs> and that's just but celebrity dog. death. That's just celebrity death. Like, we, apparently, we've been killing... What are you talking about? Nah, now you got me started. Riptide. Now you got me started because... Are we breaking, Doc? <laughs> I think we might be. I'm tired of the fucking millennial slander, son. We've been killing all these industries that we find unnecessary. Actually, funny thing, Robin Hood, you take all of the broke, really smart millennials, you give them stimulus checks and the access to the stock market on their phone, they're killing it out here. Cuz, that's the problem, son. That's what I'm saying. They kneecapped us when they took us out financially. But now, we're so fucking angry, we don't care about our finances. We saw Gen Z get up, and we were like, well, fuck it. Them niggas don't got money either. We were like, You're right. <laughs> we were like, we were hurt. And all of us are working fucking like 80 hour shit. Just trying if to pay off. you're lucky to be working at all. Exactly. Exactly. We trying to make do. They kneecapped us and we've become complacent. But Gen Z got the fuck out there and they were like, I don't know what the fuck made them complacent, but we're not gonna be like them. And we got up and we were like, hold the fuck up. What do you mean like them? Because we're the ones who fucking started the Me Too movement. We're the ones that killed the fucking diamond industry. We took all these stupid ass traditions and and shat on them in silence, and it made the fucking boomers mad. So mad that they turned millennials. Started and- to change as 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 kids started to show up to Christmases and Thanksgivings a little less. Yeah, and stayed a little less. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't, you know, where we the would go and sweaters. meet up with friends. Friends. We we made friendsgiving. We started all the, the time. The only co- the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Come on, son. Who started this shit? Who started this shit? We started this shit, and then we got tired of carrying the change on our fucking backs. And then that's when Gen Z stepped up and was like, yo, we don't like the way you did this. They're like they, the rear guard. Exactly. <laughs> they were like- Or wait, are they the vanguard and we're the rear guard because they reignited us? Mm, mm. Does it float? Does it float? Does it float? Because, I mean, the way it's looking, I'm just tired of the fucking millennial slander, yo. Like I said, we took a lot of the brunt for killing the fucking industries that the boomers were fucking attached to. They made being millennial a meme before being a, mo- a boomer was a meme. Think about that shit. I just want to say, I don't like Think avo- about that I don't, shit. I don't like avocados. I don't like avocado toast either. I don't get the fucking hype behind it. I- but, but that's what they did. Think about this shit, my nigga. Think about it. They're mad now. They want to make boomer a derogatory term, but they've been shitting on millennials 
things since before we even fucking had a voting right. We're the generation of fur- fucking Kurt Cobain and Tupac and NWA and fucking <laughs> Two Live Crew and shit. I was gonna High say- Fidelia intro right here, right again. It, it, I mean, we really could. What came first, the music or the misery? People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos. That some sort of culture of violence will take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable? Or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? We, we we were that angsty fucking generation. But that, like, his opening monologue there is, it's so perfect. It's almost like we are Captain America and Thor against the boomers that are Thanos. And Gen Z is the rest of the fucking Marvel cast showing up. Okay, so I have two follow-ups, two possible follow-ups on what you just said. Okay, shoot. Do you want to talk about our playlist and what we want to add or what we did add? Or... Do you want me to talk about the symbolism of Captain America and Iron Man in Marvel Cinematic Universe? Let's get into the second thing, because I feel like we can discuss the playlist at any time, but let's let's keep this shit rolling. Okay, this is a red Because this is just... what we do. Right, hold on now, before you get into it, because this is what we do. We take all of your pop culture. We take all of the, poli- like the political action. We take the sports, and we tie it all in together, and we show y'all what it really means that's why we do this shit because not everybody else has time to tie all these things together and make a neat little bow for y'all to present this package that we call life we're gonna get back to chaz we will get back to chaz but we that is definitely worth talking about but but we're on some shit captain america and iron Man. teach these devils so you ever heard of shout out to these (laughs) <laughs> you ever heard of the movie idea of a chaotic hero and a lawful hero? Yes. Captain America is a representation of lawful good, right? You know, classic American underdog yeah. comes up, he becomes, he gets the, joins the super the military, soldier, joins the military, yeah. literally punches Hitler in the face. Exactly. And you have Tony Stark, the functioning alcoholic who owns a weapons industry and right. then, you know, makes Marvel's the most powerful arsenal on the planet so you can actually look at their character arcs and they do progress really well we're talking strictly from cinematic yeah i mean even in the point where tony sees the repercussions of his actions progress through the the cinematic universe right and he becomes more cautious as time goes on and steve rogers was consistent in his belief Right, and he, he held felt strong he was, to his faith yeah. and to his standards. So when it and, got to the point where Tony had realized that they needed to be limited, right, is Tony when started he to pull back into the yeah. lawful hero. Yeah, and then at that point, sticking to his ideals, standing in the river of truth. If you alone of all the nations shall decide one way, and that way be the right way according to your convictions of the right, you have done duty by yourself and by your country. Hold up your head. You have nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't matter what the press says. 
Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mobs say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. Captain America has now turned into the chaotic, the chaotic hero. Yeah. And this is one of the cool things because now, since you Talk have both him. of these characters already established, Talk to him. you're making the audience really like Team Captain in America, Team Iron Man was like a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole Civil War, that whole Civil War, I mean, when you go into the comic books, because the comic books... Oh, the comic books is nuts. Yeah, they get... You have, like, the robot Thor and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but based on the way they did it in the movie... Well, they basically generate this gray area where the audience is uncomfortable. Yeah, you're left But they have established relationships with both of these characters, so they don't have to do any character development. They can now just use these characters as a proxy for ideals. It's a and parable. Then, That's the word I was looking for. It becomes a parable. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is now a parable. They took these two comic book, these two iconic comic book stars, and they put them in very uncomfortable positions that made them, forced them to grow in a way that we all had to watch. And it, in a way, allowed us to question within ourselves what we would do in this situation. And that is what made it a parable. Even the Thanos storyline, a fucking parable. If you had the ability, and you, if that, would you push one guy off of a bridge to say, you know, 40 people are crashing on the train? And we can look at trolley problem, trolley, trolley problem memes, all that. Like, I mean, it's a class, that in itself is another classic parable. It focuses on the argument between freedom and safety, or freedom and security. Yes, which is the... And they made it interesting because the characters you would think to represent one turn out to represent the other. Exactly. And and that's... But, I mean, that is America right now. America used to be the... Or had its brand as the world police like we were out there we were the good guy we showed up when the little guy needed help because we were the underdog and now we're on top so i'm we gonna miss captain america <laughs> i am really gonna miss captain america uh, shout out to steve rogers you did your thing dog <laughs> but it it's funny how they did that though they took the political turmoil and they told a story in a way that made you step back and look at everything that's happening in real life through a different lens. Look at what happened after 9-11 and the the overreach of government investigation into people's normal daily lives. And yeah. Shit. Let's talk about how the new Captain America is black. How y'all feel about that? My delegation might have done some shit. Oh, 
Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about representation. All right, on the, on Since we talking about representation. On of my delegation, I'm sorry, but oh, the caucasity. Do you want to start with Bill Simmons or Jimmy Kimmel? Ooh, well, since we're talking about representation, I feel like we should talk about Bill Simmons first. So, uh, redacted shout out to Bill Simmons. Yeah, I feel the boulder feels conflicted. He's one of the big reasons I started to get into podcasting and why I like podcasts. But now I hear this presents himself as somebody who really does like give a shit. Yeah. But then when you hear that like all of his NFL and NBA chief editors are white dudes, he's saying it's not an open mic night for everybody to have a podcast. And yet, even, can, yet his, even his open friends from night. college and his fucking daughter phrase, has a podcast. The phrase open mic night. <laughs> is very problematic when you are discussing the situation we are discussing. Like context matters. And as the representation of my delegation for the Your moment, delegation's turnover rate at the company was also much higher. And the other thing is but I look, saw a look. poignant tweet where they were like, look, when Bill Simmons started the ringer, it's not like he was taking an institution over. He literally built it from nothing. Mm -hmm. He could have done this. Once again, as the representation of my delegation at the moment, I have to say, we are not surprised <laughs> because we deal with this kind of shit all the time. It's why we are so standoffish to white liberals. It's because a lot of the times they come in with their own motives and they talk a good game, then they don't show up when it's time to actually show up. Part of the reason why the South looks at the North funny. Cause the war of Northern <laughs> aggression. The South is like, y'all call us racist for owning slaves, but you won't let these black people ride the same buses and go to the same schools as you. Look up the Boston busing riot. Turning Celtics hat around. Shout out to Behind the Bastards. Shout out to Robert Evans. And I just, I, I had to take another moment to shout out you to You and Robert your shout outs, today. You, today. you are popping I off know, the shout outs. I am. I am. I'm on one today. But really, go check out Behind the Bastards, Joe. It's a great podcast, and they're doing a a series right now on policing and the history of policing in America. And it's just check it out. So, I mean, like some other things I saw in the New York times, that's the other thing. It was like oh, a New yeah. York times article. Yeah. So like, yeah. it wasn't just like fucking blogosphere going at Right. It. Yeah. It wasn't just Twitter snowflakes. And Twitter skewered him as a result. I mean, but the as... turnover rate from your delegation at his, at his company was extremely high. They do have black representation on their podcasts from yeah. Van Lathan, Larry Wilmore, Jamel Hill, but right. none of them work for The Ringer. They're all no. contract. Yeah, they were all brought in. Yes. <laughs> so their voices of color inside the company are I mean, actually we like could, we could be, much smaller than we, it appears. Look, look, we're diverse, black guy, white guy. You know, we're here. What's up, Bill? And we're, as, we're as authentic and totally cool with each other is possible. No, like, like family. Yeah, like family. seriously, this is, family. this is real right here. This We don't have to make this shit up. The whole reason we decided to do a podcast together. Because it would be fun. Is, exactly, because we do this shit on the norm anyway, and we thought that people might want to, you know, enjoy listening to this shit. And from what we've been seeing, our analytics are really weird, but from what I've been seeing and hearing, people really dig it. Yeah, I mean, y'all let us know. Once again, tell us what you like. Let us engage with us. Don't make this shit awkward. We have Twitter. I'm begging. We have a Facebook. Don't make me beg. It's weird. Just come talk to us. <laughs> we don't bite. 
I hate that, that phrase. Can I? Can we talk about how weird that phrase is? I don't bite. Like, why the fuck would I wasn't thinking you were gonna fucking bite me? Like, what the fuck? I'm not talking to you because I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I wasn't talking to you because, oh my God, if I say hi, this person might. When the fuck has anybody, okay, except for outside of Florida, when the fuck has anybody ever just been bitten randomly for saying hi to a person? <laughs> Anything's possible in Florida. Anything's possible. I actually had a friend of mine, he was just like, all right, give me your birth date, Google your birth date, and Florida man, and see what pops up. Mm, I, I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. Try that, everybody. Just, yeah. just type in your birthday at Google Florida Man. While you actually do Google that, what is your reaction to this whole thing from Bill Simmons? Like his bad representation on on his editor board for two primarily black sports. I told you, man. I'm not surprised, like at all, because one. Well, I mean, we, he also we, made the we mistake. We both know how Boston get down. So no, uh, there's he did the pod like after maybe George it's not Floyd. Fair with he was talking about race relations in America and if you're doing if you're going to talk about race relations in America what should you probably have on the podcast i mean a diverse race of so uh, not two white guys so not two middle-aged white guys i mean unless you're talking about the like hatred between the british and the french <laughs> or fucking the british and the irish a side note the, uh, the british years war between the english and the french is actually where the middle finger came from is it for real yes it really is because the uh english would i believe it was the english they had uh developed a longbow you had to hold the tension mm. that was so strong oh this is real yeah, they went. Okay. They had to hold the tension, which their middle finger was essential. Yeah, and it would just let them conquer battle from super far out distance, essentially thinning the herd before they ever get a chance to even do anything to you. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. when the French <laughs> would kidnap archers, like, they would cut off their middle finger like, so they could uh, never use a bow again. Uh, so when weird? the English would, you know, hit people, they would just be like, mm. Yeah, yeah. They would flip them off to be like, ha. <laughs> nice middle finger, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's where the middle finger comes from. Strong middle finger. That's the same reason I like biting the thumb at somebody is like a fucking insult because you cut the thumb off so you can't. Fucking you know what I'm randomly sword. really offended by? What? When someone tells me to kick rocks. Really? I just feel like that's that's like really like. Have you ever kicked a rock really hard before? Like that. That, that hurts. <laughs> Can we say that smarts? Like, does that age me a little bit? Does anybody say that anymore? That smarts. Like, that sounds boomer as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. But on the podcast, Ryan Russillo and Bill Simmons, Ryan was basically like, you know, you've done really well with diverse hiring. And Bill was talking about, like, he's been actively trying to do it. And then New York Times posts this article. And it's just... So, pump yourself up like that to just get Sit down. the ego pop balloon right there. Be humble. <laughs> Kendrick told you, hoes. Stop it. We all have flaws. Nobody is meant... Sit down! Be humble! Nobody is meant to be an icon. The people choose their own icons. Do not go out there and toot your own horn. It's always... Backfired. Yeah, like I said, we're not surprised at all about Bill Simmons because, like, like I said, we've been dealing with this. I do really enjoy his podcast, but this is really bad. Yo, when they tell you, oh yeah, we've got black people in the writers' room, and it's one fucking black guy who gets to write a joke a season. 
Yeah, I don't think of a better way for representation. This is literally a 50-50 thing. It's always been weird to me. America is, it is the melting pot that they say it is. Jalen Rose actually said something that was very, very poignant. He wished America loved black people the way they love black culture. Oh yeah, that's a meme at this point. It's, yeah. it's been a meme. Everybody loves to be black until it's time to be black. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's the truth. I mean, it's the fucking truth. Black people have literally built this country. And if you don't believe me, go look it up. I mean, I was making a joke last night when I couldn't find my wallet before I was gonna go drive to a friend's house. A buddy of mine who was carpooling with me uh, it's been like the same five people, guys. Chill, chill out. And I was like, hold on, I couldn't find my wallet. I'm t I don't want to bother looking for it. He's like, what if you get pulled over? And I'm like, I'm white. I'm fine. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Because I almost got arrested and fucking for not for walking down the street and not having my goddamn ID on me. <laughs> I did, and it's fucking crazy out here, man. And. It's not just black people, you know? I've, let's not forget that there are currently fucking Hispanic kids locked in cages throughout all of this. While all this crazy shit is going on, there are still fucking Hispanic kids locked in cages. There are people being held in confinement and containment. There are people dying from COVID. And for-profit prisons are still a fucking thing. It's crazy, man, how America, It's and that's what I was saying. It's crazy it's, is how much we've just been able to just go, on everything today. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is it's crazy how much of a melting pot America is and the denial that is coming along with it. It's wild to me how this group of people can play both sides at the same time. And I know people are probably like, yo, that's crazy. What do you mean? It's wild to you. Like, it's we see it all the time. It's just, I don't understand how you can literally go out and be like, look at us, look at how diverse America is. We're coming together as a nation. And then <laughs> and go back and, and make bills and shit to fucking hurt Hispanics and keep them from voting and make laws that target black people and get them locked up. And I mean, like, I, I don't know. The new Jim Crow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a thing. It's real. And I get so baffled thinking about it that I can't fucking talk anymore because it's just wild to me that in 2020 an era where Elon Musk is literally calling people to test his new space Wi-Fi okay <laughs> doc we still for all racist. people in my delegation give a golden rule treat everybody how you want to be treated Man, boom the golden rule <laughs> I don't understand why that is so fucking hard it's like it's literally like, it's in our fucking constitution, right? We hold these truths to be self-evident. <laughs> Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, yeah. my nigga. And I get it, right? And here's the fucked up shit for me. Once again, this is the fucking dichotomy that like, I live they with. They said all men were person. created equal. Well, they got it three-fifths right. Right, right. Like, you start the shit off with, all men are created equal. And then you're like, except for like black people, like they're like three fifths of a person because there's actually more of I them. I know you're proud of me for following up with that immediately. <laughs> I am. And that's why we do this podcast together. Cause you fucking get it. And I don't have to like, I don't have to black explain it to you. Here's the thing. 
black people are tired of black explaining stuff to you guys. So it's kind of nice that, you know, you just get to do a plot with somebody who's kind of already hip to it. It's kind of nice that Gen Z, and this is where I fuck with Gen Z, right? Because they're like, no, they're fucking tired of black explaining things to you guys. So here we are, Karen. Did you see the fucking meme of the girl or the video of the girl in court calling out the fucking Karen? Oh my God, no. <laughs> oh my God, I gotta send that shit to you. I'm you sure. gotta tweet that out. Yo, I should have tweeted it out. Yo, like, it's just, it's wild. It was a white girl in court and she was fucking, yeah, she was fucking white explaining to other white people why black people are fucking tired. And it was like, yes, thank you. Thank you, because it's been a while since we've seen some shit like that. It's been since like the fucking 60s since we've seen some shit like that. You know what the shit that we never thought we'd see before? What? You've seen the movie Idiocracy, right? Yeah. That was a satire, right? <laughs> Yo, it's... Uh, can we talk about from The Simpsons to Idiocracy to the Boondocks? Electrolytes. It's what plants crave. <laughs> Disinfectant and bleach in what's viruses hate. <sighs> it's been a while since I've seen Idiocracy, so I'm not going to be able to quote that shit like President that. Camacho. Yeah, we're not far from it. Didn't The Rock say he was thinking about running for president? I don't know. They made an they made a joke announcement where it was Tom, it was The Rock and Tom Hanks where it was just the unbeatable ticket of the two two people oh that are universally God. beloved. No, that's not even funny, because if they really ran- They would, would win. win in a landslide. Oh my God. And sure, maybe, maybe in in Bizarro World, it actually works out for the, although I believe The Rock is like my, I, is like- I feel like they are smart enough to know to delegate to the right Yo, people. The Rock Especially is like, The Rock, the rock is keep, super keep libertarian. Running, keep running, keep running, keep running. The Rock is super libertarian and I'm not gonna get into all of that because, you know, maybe he might call my jabroni ass out. <laughs> I just feel like that's unfair. It's not about star power. It shouldn't be about star power anymore. Like I used to look in in my younger days. He's <laughs> in my younger days. <laughs> that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Fighting it, evil by moonlight. I'm talking about far side and you come out with Sailor Moon Never run it from the real fight. In my younger days, I used I to do, All right, so let's just, I, I just, so, Tuxedo Mask yeah, is what? such an amazing character. Do you want to know why? What? He literally shows up, just gives a motivational speech, does, throws a rose, and does literally nothing of value other than that at least. So he gaslit the girls. So he's an, Ameri he's an amazing hero to you because he shows up, gaslights the girls, they get the job done, and then he leaves. He gives it, he's like a bard. He's like, I'm gonna cast my buff spell on all of you. He's not a bard, he was their daddy. He, up. he was like, hey girls, you need to get this job done. And they was like, yes, daddy. <laughs> and then he throws a rose, and he, it's the fucking bachelor, yo. Right, it's so, it's, it's so impressive that he can get the rose to stick in concrete stone. <laughs> For real. Shout out to Tupac. <laughs> Nice. That was well done. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Tuxedo Mask literally did. There was like one he time. He's, there he was he like never did one anything. Time he showed up and actually helped the Sailor Scouts out. <laughs> Other than that, he was just like, hey, bitches. And they was like, oh, daddy. Hey, <laughs> oh, we... head. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> He nagged the shit out of her for seasons. 
<laughs> he necked the shit out of her for seasons. But I don't know if they didn't know. Like, oh, man, I gotta, he would I'm going to have to call my old roommate, Jamie, and ask her. And they would just win because there was no way they were going to get embarrassed in front of fucking Tuxedo Mask. Are you serious? We can't let daddy win. <laughs> oh my God. And you're like, greatest hero ever. You know, one of the motherfuckers you know that thought Thanos had a point. I wonder what John Rule thinks about this. Oh, God. <laughs> so you showed me that John Rule commercial. Sen. <laughs> it was a legit commercial, right? Are we living? Yes, it was. Are we wow, it was literally just all in front of green screen. He was clearly on something. He couldn't even pronounce all the Greek food. <laughs> Didn't practice at all. No coaching whatsoever. Who gives a fuck what Jar ja Rule has to say at a time like this? Yo, who gives a fuck if Jar ja Rule like shawarma? <laughs> How is he not in prison from the fire fest? Zero. That's a good question. <laughs> How did he manage? And I just think we're living in a Tim and Eric sketch. This is one giant Tim and Eric sketch. There's no way he. It can't be. It's like the episode of South Park. Earth, what if we took all these races and put them on one planet? I'm really convinced that we live on a zoo planet. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. Maybe it's planet. like somebody playing Civilization and they're just like, pull the mouse and they're like, click, hover, 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 drop, invasive have, species. Have you seen <laughs> a platypus though? That's a real thing? Platypus is a real, and Donald Trump is a president. So you saw about Jimmy Kimmel, right? Yeah, because we were talking about people getting canceled yeah. <laughs> until we went on a tangent. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the apology podcast from Simmons that is clearly going to be incoming. How long do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to come out tomorrow. How long do you think it's going to be? I think the apology part is going to be a solid five minutes and then a discussion with probably Van Lathan. <laughs> mm. Or Malcolm Gladwell. Oh my god. And then, yeah, this whole Jimmy Kimmel thing. I mean, also... Man show blackface. Thank Making you. fun of Carl Malone. Yo, yo, no, fuck that. Fuck that. Man show. Let's just start at the man show, dog. How are we surprised that a They ended every episode with girls on trampolines. Called juggies. They were called juggies, my it nigga. Was, it was the objectification of women to end, maybe not to end all objectification of women, that's Miss America <laughs> or Miss Universe. But women like doing some of those things. Do you. If that's your thing, roll the fuck on, sister. But what you should not have to do is dance for a nasty director in a bathing suit at the age of 15 to get some screen time in, in, in a Hollywood movie. That's what you shouldn't have to do. You shouldn't have to be doused under a bucket of water because you're too young to be seen at a bar with <laughs> fucking a drink in your hand because you know, you really like this acting thing and the the, the nice director did fucking, it's gross, dog. It's and then, disgusting. And then like, part of me wanted to like, when you read Jimmy Kimmel's comments, like after they, they discussed this, right? Part of me wanted to be like, oh, he's being sarcastic, right? Like, as a way to. Now, this is a clip the, from 2009 that they're talking about. Yes, and things were different then. But, went on The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne was talking about this. He was like, look, if you go into the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, everybody's going to have some shit to apologize. I mean, yes, but fuck that. 
we should apologize for it. Fucking apologize for it. It's it's time. So what do you feel is worse, Kimmel or Simmons? I think Simmons is worse. You think? Mm, yeah. I think there's no because his is actually a system that he has control and influence, direct, almost direct control and influence over. Jimmy Kimmel is also propagating a system that he now has a strong hand in too. So I mean, I think that they're they're you can't equate the two. To be completely honest with you, I mean, Bill Simmons is wrong and knows he's wrong, and Jimmy Kimmel knows that he has some atoning to do. We all have fucking atoning to do. They would rather. He's sorry than guilty. I don't even know if they're sorry at this point. Like, I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel has talked about his man show past before, especially with the Me Too moment being so prevalent, yeah. right? So I mean, Corolla still has that, like, skis bag aura and persona to him. Some of those comedians are oh, holding... related. Bill Simmons used to write for Kimmel on his show. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, how funny. How interesting. Uh, Anyway, without digging too deep into that. And And we're back. back. (laughs) Welcome the fuck back. All right, we're going to drop in on a random different topic. Yeah, because fuck the... Like I said, yo, just... Y'all know what y'all got to do. Stop playing dumb. Man, just get out there, apologize to people, learn, grow, and like actually learn and grow. That's that's what the people want when they get mad about this shit. Super know. Smash Brothers has a new character, and is- no one is excited about it. Who is it? Um, have you ever heard of the game Arms? Yeah. Oh shit! I did not expect you to say yes. <laughs> All right, so it's one of the characters. I had Arms. eight years. That's fair. Yeah. So it's one of the characters from Arms. Her name's Min Min, mm. and she she just has giant spring arms. And you yeah. fight with like the two different buttons. Yeah. The special button is one arm. The regular button is another arm, and it shoots all over the map. And it makes me really sad because now they're they have better range than Richter Belmont. So <laughs> my character is already trash. I might just pick it up. I, I, her name's Min Min. Min Min. Min Min. I don't know how I feel about that name. I don't know how I feel about the character. I feel like I, it's... You know, we, we all feel disappointed. I want Leon yeah. Kennedy, or I want Paper Mario. I'll settle for Dante or Sora, but my, Sora like... Sora would be good. I know, Why my, the fuck my, is Sora now? My, like, Tifa would be an amazing one. Yeah, Tifa would have been But my, great. like, my, like, step back three shot for game, Tony fucking Hawk. I want Tony fucking Hawk and Smash. And then mm. each different skin could be different skaters from the game. I was thinking NBA. <laughs> Throwing an NBA Jams character. Or fucking Michael Jordan. NBA Jam style. I mean, yeah, that's... I'm it Fucking... It's just as shoehorn of a like, cash grab as fucking Min Min. I mean, all they did was just... I guess they're... I mean, they're trying to validate it. And Smash Brothers is the greatest marketing scheme ever ever like you you have an incredible game that everybody loves and will always pull in people because it pulls in new franchises and by introducing new franchises through it it spawns entirely new fandoms it's it's an incredible genius idea for all of that for min min they could have threw in rayman 
That's another one people have been talking about. Like, why not, if we're going to have a character who can throw their arms all around the board, why not, and it's, like, I mean, I don't know. I want Leon fucking Kennedy, dude. But also, think about it. Like, Tony Hawk, if he was just, like, standing there, he would just be, like, doing the sway and then flipping his board. Yeah, he'd be throwing his board at people <laughs> the entire time. Wait, you be, know, like, his dash would be, like, anytime he's, like, moving, he would be skating. Exactly. Clearly. Like, clearly, clearly, he would just be, Like, what his, he would clearly just, like, hit people with his board. His, his grind his ultimate, on people. His ultimate like, smash would be the 900. Yeah. Yep. He just... It almost feels like it fits. <laughs> I mean, she's... She's gonna be... She's gonna fit in Smash, because, I mean, they've made well, a way yeah. to fit everybody in Smash. I, I feel mean, like... I love the game, but I've, I've accepted the fact that my character is trash. To me, it feels like a way to bring it back to the like younger demographic, because like Smash is getting to the point now it where it's keeping like, it current because yeah. they want arms to be relevant, so they put arms in right. Smash where people would be more interested. And it's a in game that the younger now. kids play. Yeah, it's exactly. like when Melee had Marth and Roy. Yeah, they never had a Fire Emblem game in the states until after Melee was released right. with the right. popularity of Marth, Marth and Roy, Roy. <laughs> namely Marth. Yeah. God to your mark. Well, I guess Roy wasn't trash. But Roy was, I mean, Melee is actually like a four, five character fighting game. Everybody else yeah. is just unplayable trash compared. I mean, they're and all like... ice climbers if they're not banned because uh... you can just infinite grab people. Uh, <laughs> Captain Falcon if you're really good. Yeah, that's Jigglypuff, Fox Falco, Marth. I think that's it. All the other characters are trash. I don't know. Kirby, though. Trash. Kirby is not trash. Yo, no. If you, if you, if, you, if you're talking, Kirby. if you're talking like competitive melee, okay, trash. Fair, fair. That's <laughs> what I mean by it's like a seven character fighting game. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Because I was gonna say, if you're new to the game and you grab Kirby or fucking Donkey Kong, I mean, I love Smash. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Um, I can't wait for us Iconic. to get Smash events back up. Iconic. Yeah, I know you hurt me. I know you hurt me. Yeah. Jim's just opened back up, but I don't know if I'm going to go anytime soon. Yo, that picture you sent me. Ah, of the, yeah. Yo, the, yo, the machine, each all individually wrapped uh, in yep. tarp. Yep. And you, you messaged me back and you were like, hyperbolic time chamber. I'm like, yo, I'm, bro, I'm weak. It was either that or like prison cell, because it kind of reminded me of like prison cell working out. You know what it actually kind of reminded me of? The Matrix. Yeah. Like, these people are pumping energy in these oh, pods. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just so weird. Everything is so I said it was weird. gonna. this is going to feel more bizarre in the middle aspect than it would be at any other time. Once again, it's like a fucking Tim and Eric sketch, you know? It's, it's just... And I don't even, like, bang with Tim and Eric like that. Like, I always thought that shit was weird, even when I was, like, fucking space cadet. What? This shit is still weird, you know? But not as weird as going to the gym and working out in... And I feel like working out in your own personal, like, tarp has got to do something to fucking the oxygen levels in there. And, like, that's important when I mean, you're it's working a greenhouse. Out. Exactly. You're just breathing in your own carbon. And that can't be good for you, you know? Just breathing... It's already bad enough we got to walk around in masks all the time, breathing in our own fucking carbon. And now I'm going to go work out and just breathe in my own carbon? I'm not a goddamn plant. But where's Ja? I need Ja Rule to guide me through this moment. No, we don't. No, we don't. I don't want him to guide me through nothing. Where's Ja? Not a motherfucking workout. 
not a goddamn run, not a goddamn, not a celebrity tour. Ja Rule couldn't take me on a fucking celebrity tour of New York, dog. Nope. If I got on a bus and they was like, we doing a hip hop tour and Ja Rule got out and was like, it's Ja Rule, baby, baby. I'd be like, nope, get me off. I want my refund now. Give me my money back. Give me my bus fare back. I don't even know if this trip provided lunch, but I want my lunch fare back. So have you watched Watchmen? Yeah. You watched Watchmen? I mean, pieces of it. Okay. We know how I get I, I haven't finished it yet either. Okay. But did you know that HBO made it, it's been out for a couple that. of months, but HBO yeah. made it free. Yes, I did see that. Considering how it's, it's creepy how perfect it is capturing current day America. Rubs hands like Birdman. It's, <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's creepy. Does it do a better job than, uh, what was it, the, the Good Boys or whatever? No. What was that uh, superhero show that Amazon put out? Dude, cops are wearing masks in Watchmen. Yeah. I mean, that's just the clan, though. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> masks are prevalent in this dystopian, like... It's very parallel. Um, yeah. But also... How do you feel about them taking doing this? the, this the is... Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre as the central and main opening point of that franchise? Or of that that series. Give me just a second here. Because that's Alan Moore, right? That does... Alan Moore yes. wrote the, the original Watchmen. Yeah, but he this also... Yeah, but he also was a part of the writing for the spinoff, I believe. That's why they're not doing a second season because Alan Moore stepped away because they told him to tone it down with all the political shit. And Alan Moore was like, do you read my stuff? <laughs> Because all of it is political. <laughs> Killing jokes, not that's just fucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure we could find some kind of psychological breakdown somewhere on like Wisecrack or something like that. But, oh, on Killing Joke? Absolutely. Yeah. There's thesis papers written on Killing Joke. But yeah. So, you know, Alan Moore was in his bag with that one too. And I just think it was perfect, honestly, because it it's a travesty to me. I didn't want to use such a $12 word is travesty. It opened, it's like this series came out nine months ago. And yeah. the first major opening scene is the Tulsa, Oklahoma City Massacre. And now this happens, and then that's the big thing that everybody gets like, well, no, this happened. Well, that's why, right? Because it brought it into the zeitgeist, right? Because speaking for my delegation, like most of my delegation has heard the story of the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre at some point in their- I've heard like, of upbringing. it, but I didn't know nearly the details. Yeah, it was, that's why like- <laughs> And I didn't know of that's it why from black school. I've heard like, about it from exactly. something no, else. No, it, no, we never talked about that shit in school. I learned about that shit from my fucking mom, yo. Like my mom told me about that shit and I thought it was so wild that I went and looked it up my goddamn self. Because even I thought it was wild. Like, I'm like, what? That happened and we don't fucking talk about it? Look up what the fuck Central Park used to be. You ever heard of Seneca Village? Like, Tulsa is not the only... That's not the only time that that shit has happened in this country, yo. As a matter of fact, I got a fucking... Yo, like... By the way, what... You have to... Did you look up your birthday in Florida, man? Oh, I did. It, I wasn't getting anything good. Um, it was just like the Wayback Machine and like things that happened on my birthday. But actually, look up if there's a website, floridaman.com. I think that's the one that you might actually just be able to punch it in. Yeah. But hold on, because I'm looking up. I had, a, yep, massacres in the U.S. history archives. <laughs> Great. 
and um and this is a dot gov right dot org oh there's the charleston church massacre the Sikh temple oh this is all kinds of massacres the greensboro massacre five people were killed when the ku klux klan and nazis fired and on an anti there were rally like in greensboro north carolina that was some, hanged yeah that yeah like this past like two weeks i oh god my skin son it's awful it's but people are like i don't get it they're always just fucking being so dramatic slavery wasn't that long ago jim crow wasn't that long ago slavery lasted in this country for almost 400 years <laughs> and probably well into the 400 years I don't even know if the states that do capital punishment even have hanging as one of the ways they do it anymore. And the thing is, is, is capital punishment hanging is different than the a civil rights hanging. movement and amendments were done in the 1950s. The 1950s. There are people still alive. When I was born, <laughs> that was only 40, like less than 40 years. Less than 40 years before I was born. <laughs> I'm 30. It hasn't been that fucking long. That the history of this country is seriously misrepresented. And that's Preach. why that's why Alan Moore opening the Watchmen series with the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre was such a pivotal moment in like media his, brain in, in history, period. Like because it brought a most known <laughs> unknown into the forefront <laughs> and nice said, plug. hey, check this out. Did you guys know this happened? It's real. It's real. You should really look into it. And then, and then we are where we are today. Five people were hung in the last couple of weeks. Hanged. 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 Yeah, that's actually correct. Okay. Hanged. Well, I know it's weird. I I don't even know what to say about this shit, man, because it fucks my head up because I'm like, God damn, like, I mean, we live in Maryland, which is fairly... A I don't we're a border state, historically. Yeah, we're also <laughs> the state that separates the North from the South. So you let that... I mean, we have a Confederate flag in our state flag. Do we? I thought they were just from warring factions. Pre the red and white in our flag is from the side that seceded. I'm going to look this shit up. That's it. Look it up. Look it up. You want to know why? Because Maryland is the best goddamn state flag. <laughs> I rock with our flag, but when I learned that, I was like, damn. I saw a meme it was like, it. no one. Absolutely no one. Marylanders. Look at our flag! <laughs> Pretty much. Just superimpose our flag over top of that shit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only other people that brag about their flag like we do is Texas and California. That's because those two brag about it. Well, Texas brags about everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, we're in fucking Texas. Yeah. And California's just elevated, so. All the time. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, I don't know. We got this shit going on in Seattle, which we didn't even really talk about. Because, I mean. Go I into Seattle. Chaz. Tell us about Chaz. Yo, I don't really know too much about this shit. That's why I plugged Robert Evans because he lives over there and he does this kind of reporting. Like this is what he does. Oh, for it's hard a to actually and, get like inside. Though. Yeah, it it really you is. You definitely see the like destruction and crazy fucked up shit that they have all around well, outside one, the border. I was gonna say, but once again, let's remember where we're getting our information from, because 
the smear campaign being run on look for live streams those yeah exactly <laughs> look for live look streams look for live streams look for live twitter feeds like and multiple sources that's that's my point guys you can't just get your news from would you from say CNN. that the best sources are the people with like no followers that get that one picture and the right caption and it just goes super viral because it's just like this is fucking even pure. even like, this is pure the, even them you also have to remember that that is a moment captured right that is now taken out of context we do not know what the happened effect in of the, the photograph prior. is immense it this is very <laughs> it is insane you know the yeah. the vietnam picture where the soldier is holding the gun to the uh the soldier yeah who looks like he's just about to collapse in tears yeah yeah i it's... believe that photo was actually cropped where there was another it's, it's funny that you brought that up. was still like a pulitzer prize winning photo or i think they have pulitzer prize I think. it's all i know is kendrick has one it's <laughs> it's funny that you bring up the vietnam war though because that's the war that changed america's mind about how we view war World War Two. What we, is it good for? Absolutely nothing. I mean, why do you think they open every war movie with that song? <laughs> oh, it's because it was once again. Hey, some, some of it with Sabbath. Generals gathered in their masses. There's a moment captured in time. Just like witches at Black Masses. And it changed history when we were actually able to see footage and also Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yes. But think about that, man. Vietnam. What was different about Vietnam that was different about World War II? It was the footage. It was the actual, like, we got to well, see. I, I was going to say the that style of warfare. That, well, in that general. Too. But yes, but that combined with the fact that we got to see. We were fighting full out guerrilla warfare. Yeah. And, and we, we were, got to see all the people at home actually got to see the carnage. Like, if we could have seen footage of what was going on in the trenches during World War One, I, I guarantee you we would have been a lot more hesitant as a nation to jump back into World War Two. And we were already hesitant as a nation for different reasons. <laughs> but we were already hesitant but to jump back into the war. World War Two, good call. Good call, America. Yeah. In that the, was one we needed to win. And that shit, that was important. Russia won that war, but we that was a moral and ethically correct war. And we were on the right side of history. Yeah, in, we were on in, the right side of history. In that, and 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 it's wild to me that we are now at a point where some people in this country are like, maybe the Nazis had some things. <laughs> and there are people in this country who are like, you should never punch a Nazi. And it's like, what the fuck? That's the most American thing you can do. Is it? Yes. Or is it be a Nazi? Because at this point, at this point, we already have a Gestapo. I feel like for you to do that, you need to take a right turn. <laughs> Maybe I'm being facetious here. But how far are Bill Simmons and Jimmy Kimmel from Donald Trump? I mean, significantly. You think? I feel like Donald Trump. They were probably friends with Donald Trump before he became president. Think about that. A lot of the people, and that is where 
a lot of the QAnon conservatives like, I feel have like a point. Friends, a lot of people think like you think I they know just people at a party. Him? No, no, no. Like people you see at a party a lot, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm friends with them. So you mean okay? Or so we could say Hollywood friends, right? Where yeah. like they have brunch, they chat about ideas, and they show up to they're functions, at, uh, and they're friendly they're at, at functions. Together. Yeah. So even that they're usually thing, just at when does it become at the same time? Okay, but even with that though, you have when, each other's number and never use it. When does it become excusable to still willingly be associated with that person? Think about Harvey Weinstein. How far, okay, so let's take away Donald Trump. How far uh, detached are Bill Simmons and Jimmy Kimmel from fucking Harvey Weinstein? And I mean, you could say Bill Simmons is far, far attached from, detached from that, right? Like we can take Bill out of the conversation for a minute. But let's talk about Jimmy because we didn't even really get into like Jimmy Kimmel's creepiness. Okay, and no, you go into Kimmel. Maybe he's grown, right? Like I was saying earlier, maybe he's grown from them. But they all travel. I mean, in. definitely shrunk as far as the diet goes. I mean, he, in fairness, he does look great. Did you? Did you just really? Yo, you. But once again, this is the difference between how our minds work. It's like when uh, you were like, "Low boozy is gonna buy strippers or hookers for your son," and you were like, uh, "And you, I would like, never get them." And I'm like, "You couldn't afford them." Once again, we don't have to question my funds. Just no, <laughs> I'm not. All right, but what I'm saying is, stop trying. See, you get you about to get me put in the same circle that Jimmy Kimmel and Harvey Weinstein is in. I'm not gonna do it. It's I a would, trap. I would never buy hookers for myself. Ever. On the record. On the record. Now, with that being stated, I asked you a question. How far removed do you think Jimmy Kimmel is from Harvey Weinstein? And how far removed is Harvey Weinstein from Donald Trump? Well, Harvey and Donald Trump, as far as like terrible human beings, they're probably like neck and neck. Okay, so my point being is we, okay, and we can even take it down to like a micro circle and be like, we all have that one homie right that is a little creepy right he gets a little handsy and you know you got to tell him to slow down his drinking sometimes because the girls are like yo he's he's yeah like why you got to bring him <laughs> and it's like how long do we tell him or do you just stop hanging out with him you gotta try to talk to him because i feel like what a lot of these celebrities have done especially since the me too movement and the black lives matter movement is, is they just stop hanging out with it Right. See, this is actually a very good segue into something. I was listening to The Breakfast Club earlier, and Jon Stewart was on. Mm. On The Breakfast Club? Yeah, okay. on, on The well, Breakfast yeah, Club. Well, yeah, he's been on The Breakfast Club uh, before. I mean, yeah. he's, like, Jon Stewart's a great guest. Like, he's yeah. very I mean, John pointy, Stewart's he's very self-aware. Yeah. And one of the things is he was talking about, yes, reparations are needed, but everybody's trying to think of what way. He's like, no, they're, they need black equity. Yeah, exactly. And they need, you know, black people to have equity of things that they can build themselves and with each other. And it's funny that Jon Stewart said that because we and we were just talking about World War II because Jon Stewart, sorry to be this guy, Jon Stewart, also Jewish, right? Germany paid the Jews reparations after World War II. They anyway, made it illegal to be a Nazi. I'm sorry. Stewart actually had a, but, lot, a lot of very relevant things to say because Stewart himself but it's actually funny that came he said under that. fire about his hiring practice where like people were like lack of diversity in the writer's room he had one black writer and they did a joke so his black writer told him that he basically felt that he was a representative for an entire race 
and something that he thought was racist, he told John about. And John, at first, said he was defensive. He said in the interview in, in a great way, he was like, I can't believe he said that, Steve. What do you think, Bob? How about you, Michael? Anthony? I'm trying to look up who it was. And it was I just know like who you're talking about, but it, yeah, he, he it's true. He, he realized that, like, the. That it was People are reacting defensive and with anger when really they just need to like look and be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Nobody likes to it, be it, made. Maybe it's not a conscious thing. Yeah, they just need it. And, and John said that. He's like, oh, they're right. I need to consciously work on yeah. bringing in more diversity. Yeah, because it's something, and once again, what didn't was a couple of episodes ago. And like, I, I would said, never, it's like I, sleepwalk. I don't imagine anybody putting Jon Stewart on that cross to burn. No, because no. why would you? I mean, think about all the things that Jon Stewart has fought for. I mean, he took his position and he gave it to- The 9-11 bill. He's been fighting hard for that. I mean, and he put Trevor Noah on. got it you put Trevor Noah on. I mean, like, shout out to him for that. And shout out to him for consciously being aware of his bias. And it's not something that you always need to feel that much shame for. And if you feel bad about it when you become aware of it, then you should step back. Instead of being insulted by the fact that you were made to feel shame about something, step back and build on that change. See, if it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable, then change that thing. <laughs> and I think Jon Stewart I, expressed that. Yeah. Very Probably well. Probably better interview. than what I'm doing right now. But or what Bill Simmons and, uh, and Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel do. <laughs> but then again, like Jon Stewart, while like, yes, he's a it's comedian, but like if you think about it, Jon Stewart is one of the smartest political minds realistically that we've had in a while this yeah. century yeah yeah I, he was he's incredible at his job yeah and he admits that he has his biases but he will be able to defend the fuck out of his point i mean he's knowledgeable man it's that's, that's why i say knowledge is power and, and self-aware and, and self-aware and very self-aware it's very important because it's he, easy he, to take in a bunch of knowledge people, like at, and, uh, one of the they were trying to call him out on um, getting the 9-11 bill patent, which sounds ridiculous. Right, they were like, right. what you, his real name isn't is even that? Stewart. It's Leibowitz. Oh, fucking, that was Donald Trump. Like, Donald Trump said that shit about... And John Stewart, I think, walked into the uh, the room, and he was like, John Leibowitz? Yo, it's... And people don't understand, like, that's a fucking... That's a microaggression against Jews. Like, oh, yeah, hell like, yeah. You gotta change your fucking last name. I mean, but once again, black people fucking know that shit because our parents have to think about that shit when they're naming us. Like, you gotta think about whether your child's name is gonna get flagged on a fucking application. The I mean, like I said, I was self-aware enough where I was joking about not having my wallet, knowing I'd be fine if I got pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> but that's our generation and this next generation. And I will even say a little bit of Gen X, right? Like Gen X started to get that self-awareness about what America was and what it, and what this. Everybody's leaving Gen X alone, and they're loving it. <laughs> I don't know how. Like they nobody's nobody's. I don't know. Pitchforking in Gen X. But I don't know how they skate. They're just like sitting there, like popcorn. Yeah. It's because Gen X are our older siblings, and Gen yeah. Z are their kids. So we're Gen Y's kids. No, we're no. boomer kids. Yo, but Gen X yeah. and 
millennials are boomer kids. Yeah. And actually my family encompasses that perfectly because I have, my oldest sister is Gen X. And then the four of us after are technically millennials. However, Michael and Molly are pushing that. Yeah. Logan is going to college in the spring or in the fall. Oh, so shit. he's Gen, Gen Z. Z. Damn. And Damn. you know, he's my nephew, so. Damn, man. That's fucking crazy, man. I just, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't think, I thought things were going to be this nuts. I knew stuff was going to be like different and wild, right? Like I wasn't expecting to slide into my 30s and the world be all fucking hunky-dory, leave it to beaver kind of shit. Kick, right? push, kick, <laughs> push, coast. It's right. just the way we roll, just rebel to the world with no place to go. I wasn't expecting that. You know, but I also wasn't expecting this fucking fly-by-night, like, 24-hour news cycle kind of shit. Fighting evil by moonlight? Living love by daylight. Dear the one girl say the moon. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so I did want to go into, because I'm, like, I love that we make this playlist every week. And I, mm. I want to go into what we want to add or what we did add so i updated it for the for this last week i don't know if you got the chance to no because you didn't tell me it was time to update it but no, i should it's be fine. on it i should be on it yeah like we'll have it up way before the time this is posted so i put a couple of songs on there and then i actually just put five songs which were an album mm. And they were, so it, you it, just was album. Album. Oh, it was a proud rock album. It was a proud rock album. So it's like five 13 minute songs. Oh, yo, yo. I just want to let everybody know listen to it in order. Yeah. If you're going to listen to And I have been listening such... to some weird shit lately. If you're going to listen to that, I was going to upload some rock on there because we were talking about rock music and I thought that, you know, everybody might want to hear what kind of rock music I like. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I dropped my eight songs. Yeah. I gotta open this up for you, and you can uh, yeah. drop your age. So. I'll add my. I'm I'm lacking, guys. I'll be back on it. I've, He's got a kid. I to also take care yeah. Of. I just detached for <laughs> like a week or two because things are crazy right now. But we back at it. What else did you got on there, man? Is there anything interesting on there? Anything else on the podcast that I really or anything else on the playlist? I put Frank Ocean on there. Oh okay okay. That was one I was like, I don't know if people are gonna get this one. I put Frank Ocean on there. I think I put Wu-Tang Clan on there. I've been in my bag lately. I've just been in my fucking chill mode because life is fucking hectic. Ooh, yeah. So I put some brand new. I put okay. uh, some Wu-Tang. I put I put a lot of prog rock on here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, and uh, I put the Megalovania song. Mm. I've got some shit coming. You you just wait. I'm going to keep it a surprise. I'm going to keep my shit a surprise. <laughs> this song is amazing. Yeah, it's definitely some video game shit. Just wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a 10-hour loop I have in that oh, save. Oh, man. What is it, a 10-hour loop? Yeah, if you're just, like, dropping into a giant game grind session, like, 10-hour yeah. loop, why not? Fuck it, yo. That's true. A lot of the music I've been listening to lately is, like, pure instrumental music. Oh, I'm, I'm down with that type of stuff. 
We'll take a break. We might have a little bit left for y'all. Did you see what the fuck is happening in Kentucky right now? No, I did not. What the fuck is going on in Kentucky? So did Besides you... a giant shit show, I assume. <laughs> so did you hear what was going on in Kentucky? No. And so they shut down a lot of the polling places out there. Um, and apparently, 600,000 registered voters only have one polling place in Jefferson County to go vote at. <laughs> And as of Soldier up six, Please stay and vote As of 6pm They are now being locked out of the vote The polling place The remaining voters are now being locked out of the polling The polling place As we speak? As we speak That's fucked up That's People fucked. are that banging on the glass Breaking <laughs> Breaking doc Hey guys Maybe breaking glass Guess what the fuck you should do <laughs> Stand up for this shit. This is crazy. You know what's fucking wild to me? You know what's really fucking wild to me? These motherfuckers was out here mad they couldn't go to the gym, right? Talking about how fucking un-American it was, right? That they can't go to the gym. And here on our hands, as we speak, in the past for y'all listening, we have a literal constitutional crisis happening. (laughs) And... Where the fuck? Hey, libertarians. <laughs> we have an impeached president sitting in office. I mean, that is not out of the realm of weirdness as far as our Constitution is concerned. Those weird loopholes are there, and Donald Trump has done a great job at exposing all of them. <laughs> and that is why this election is so pivotal, because here, we either let him decide which loopholes to close and which loopholes not to close, or we put somebody with some fucking sense in there to make some decisions and to really clean house. Because this swamp monster is literally, oh my God, he's getting his gook everywhere. I really hope the people that are working at the polling places actually understand the responsibility of what they are having to do. And if somebody is trying to like close down like that, Stand the fuck up and be like, Stand no, this shit's oh, important. Seriously. This shit is important. Seriously. Like, I, okay, so I hate to keep plugging this podcast, but they brought up something very pivotal today. I was listening to Behind the Bastards on my way to work, and they were talking about how a lot of what the police were used for, aside from harassing black people, was quelling the labor force. A lot of what the police force was used for during the, the industrial boom in that period of America, back when they were still harassing like Irish people and shit, was, was making sure the workers stayed in their fucking place. When all the strikes were going on in the steel mills and stuff like that, the police were brought in to protect the mines and shit like that. So when people say things like the police are literally there to protect property, that is why. Because back when it was Irish workers and Italian workers and Jewish immigrants fighting for higher wages in their factories, the police were there to knock them upside their head. Represent Ireland. (laughs) 99.8%. Do your research. This isn't just about fucking black people and... Hmm. their war against everything. (laughs) 
It's not a black versus everything. <laughs> this is everybody versus racist. This is everybody versus fucking... It's Jalen Rose versus everybody. <laughs> I don't know. This Kentucky shit is crazy, bro. Like, this is... That is a for real constitutional crisis. Yep. And all these GOP, American flag, toting motherfuckers <laughs> is quiet because it's not happening to them. I am resisting the urge to say something. I know I'd have to edit out. But... <laughs> All I'm saying is when they couldn't go to the gym, they were storming the fucking Capitol buildings with AR-15s at the ready, my nigga. But people are being kept from their constitutional American right to vote. And they're right. fine with it. Right. right. Not privilege. Rights. To vote. Rights. No, but they don't think it is our right. Because remember, it's still in the Constitution. The three-fifths clause is still in the fucking Constitution, bro. Yo, what about the third amendment coming down from the top rope recently, though? <laughs> I mean... Like, they're trying to keep the National Guard in hotels, and Mayor is just like, third amendment from the top rope! I saw a tweet here, where a guy was like... Gonna have to play he was like, game. wait, is now the time? Is it safe? Third amendment, bitches! <laughs> yo, yo, we got Literally play. something that hasn't had to be... Hasn't, been relevant for over 200 years and just wow shows up the fucking emoluments clause dog like we haven't had to use that in forever and they were like uh <laughs> oh man can you explain the emoluments clause again i i remember hearing about it i can't remember exactly what it is it's just the thing that says that a fucking sitting president can't like accept gifts and shit from foreign like dignitaries oh right and i mean it's it's being petty, but Donald Trump is the king of fucking petty, so if we're gonna be petty, then let's fucking be petty. Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm so fucking tired of this bullshit, Joe. That's the whole thing with these fucking GOP, like, nuts and Who shit. do you think are the pettiest celebrities right now? Russell Westbrook, pretty fucking petty. Don Cheadle, pretty fucking petty. Wait, why do you think Don Cheadle is petty? Have you seen Don Cheadle on Twitter? No, I don't fuck. Chrissy Teigen, pretty fucking petty. I mean... <laughs> But Donald Trump is King Petty. So. I know. <laughs> He's Petty Lord Ozai. He is literally the president because Barack Obama said he couldn't be president. <laughs> For once, I'm the one sign. Think about that shit, bro. He don't even want to be president. He did it just because the black dude told him he couldn't do it. <laughs> he made a crowd of people laugh at him. And Donald Trump, you could see it in his face. It is eating away at his souls. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me wonder like and i don't really care but i just want to know when was the day he had his spirit broken probably the day he got a small loan of a million dollars from his father you think that was the day that broke his spirit because he had maybe it was the day when he realized that that guy on the corner he has more money than i do I don't know. yo i just want to know because like He's clearly got, a, like, an objective. And I don't know if it's just pure narcissism that drives... I want to know be. if it's just pure narcissism that drives him or if it's an objective. Like, who is he trying to prove a point to? Is it dead daddy? I want to know if you are dead butt hurt by your dead father. He goes to sleep every night in the White House like, Are you proud of me now, Dad? <laughs> Am I good enough now, Daddy? Am I daddy's little winner now? Father of mine, ah. tell me where have you been? Ah. I just closed my eyes and the world disappears. No. We do need rock music back. 
I can't believe it. We are, we are on a marathon mode right now, but there is still more to cover. We have to take a break because child. So, K-pop fans. <laughs> They're the real heroes. <laughs> as we're talking about, as we're giving all the heroes the capes that they deserve, let's let us not forget. Not all heroes wear capes, but some K-pop stands do. Yo, they are going ham on the Twitter sphere right now. If anybody that has, whole Oklahoma rally woo, may woo. have been empty because of K-pop fans. <laughs> Man. Right now, they just stealing all kinds of. Is it? Uh, it's racist. It's okay to be racist. Is trending right now because the fucking K-pop stands have taken over the hashtag and are just streaming fucking live feeds of BTS and shit like that. Man, man, ayo, Korea, we see you. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> We've always. We had- know you got soul. Yo, yo. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like. Japan loves like rock music well, no, and they shit literally like heavy, have but... soul. And on that note, <laughs> we see that shit is not going unnoticed. I think that shit is amazing, man. They are really it. Look, I told you, it's not like black versus white anymore. It's everybody versus fascism. Fuck, fuck racism. Fuck racism. It's everybody versus fascism. Fuck racism. Fuck racism. <laughs> if you racist, fuck you. It's never okay to be racist. Nope. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck it. It's 2020. What kind of... Yo, it's dumb. It's dumb. At this point, I've told y'all, from now on, that's how we move it. We, t- we treating racists like they got... Like... It's not okay to not say anything. Call that shit out. Yep. Yep. You gotta let them know. You gotta wake these sleepwalkers up. I'm not gonna call them retarded because retarded. And I'm talking more specifically to white people. Yeah. yeah. Call that shit out. It's y'all turn. We done. We gotta we gotta spend time rebuilding our communities at this point. It's it's y'all turn <laughs> to check each other. You gotta like we said before, use your privilege to check some privilege. This is why <laughs> we're here. Bill Simmons, correct yourself. <laughs> Learn from your mistakes. Correct yourself. Hire some black writers. Get some black people not on saying, your network. Not saying he's a bad dude. No. I, I no. personally enjoy his content. But yeah, you got to fix that structure. It's I mean, real yeah. bad that you have no cheap editor for your NBA or NFL cup. Look, Bill Simmons' name isn't on any fucking clan rally like member roles or anything no. like that. That's not what the fucking problem is. But the problem is, is if you call yourself a progressive in... You, you gonna get audited? Yeah, you gotta. From now on, you gotta walk the walk. You can't just talk that shit no more. It's not. It's not gonna fly out here, bro. We not. <laughs> it's not gonna float. It's there. You go. It ain't gonna float. It ain't gonna float. Ain't if gonna you come float. in here talking that we shit, ain't gonna float no more. You just gonna sink to the bottom with the rest of them, and you gonna dwell in the swamp with the swamp monster. <laughs> get that shit the fuck out of here, bro. Drain the swamp. <laughs> Man, plant some beautiful flowers in the swamp. <laughs> Yeah, well, get whatever. the fucking muck out of here, yo. You just we, gotta remember, Doc, that none of, none of this, this is normal. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.